0: I gotta pee so bad.
1: You're not allowed. You have to hold it. Uh, I guess you can uh, pee your couch. You're gonna get rid of that couch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's tomorrow, though. If I was getting rid of it tomorrow, I might pee it. <laughs> but since it might be here another couple of weeks, or knowing how slowly I move <laughs> in a couple of years, uh, I'm not gonna pee it. But I am gonna go pee the toilet, so. Hold your
1: horses. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie beat his couch. couch.
0: (laughs) On this, the 10th episode of the Dynasty Typecast, aka Incredible Skyscrapers 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 in Product Development,
1: we talk about anxiety and what to do with it. Sometimes it's just say hello. Hey, anxiety.
0: Get the floor, buddy. Plus, Plus, after finally feeling like we hit our stride in the last episode, we take seven steps, seven backwards. steps backwards.
1: Plus, the Grateful Dead and Dungeons and Dragons
0: Nerd Alert! Plus, this week's product, the Dynasty gift card.
1: Let's go! Plus, several allusions to the hidden bunker we found when we moved into the theater that holds all the secrets of the universe. Welcome to the Dynasty Typecast.
0: Hello and welcome to the Dynasty Typecast presents Incredible Skyscrapers Product Development, a batshit business podcast for business people only. And guess what? In a capitalistic world, we're all business people. I'm Jamie.
1: And I'm Vanessa. A.K.A. Van, Van Jam
0: because of our names and we're the owners of a business called Dynasty Typewriter and today we think we've got a real firecracker of a show
1: Yeah, then, well, watch out I hope you're not afraid of pyrotechnics
0: because we got them in spades um
1: explosive spades pow Very dangerous.
0: (laughs) As always, since our last episode, we remind ourselves of two business facts. Number one, time is money. And number two, as a great leader once said, when you raise your stakes, you raise your profits. And then, oh shit. Engaging incredible skyscrapers, high
1: stakes digital stopwatch.
0: Engage. That's right. Every minute over one hour, we're losing up to one. 0.3 million dollars and 22 listeners. So inflation. our friend inflation. It's going up every week. Um oh. so I forgot, do we name our friend that made that oh. announcement?
1: Oh. Just our high stakes digital stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: well that timer is going to remind us if if we're eating up time.
1: This podcast was going nowhere slowly. Jamie and Vanessa had already recorded their incense ceremony and talked at length about what they should name it or rename it. It wasn't interesting. But against all odds, a conversation about the Grateful Dead actually woke them up. We'll one start one here.
0: Oh oh um, instead of just letting it be what it wants to be, man. Um, and that's how they approached every show. There's no set list. It's just like feeling into it, um, which is exciting. And I kind of feel like I'm opening up right now.
1: Yeah, I do too. Uh, I felt like I was suddenly, so maybe we start here.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe this is where it starts. Um, if this is where the podcast starts, hey, everyone, um, welcome to uh,
1: incredible, incredible <laughs> product product development. development. We went through a whole ceremony, but the bottom line of the ceremony is every day, take a moment to remind yourself to let go, to play, that the stakes are where you set them, that everything is a work in progress. Communicate with love, kindness, and candor and when you are up against bad guys take a moment to zoom out of your story and see who the the characters might be from someone else's perspective before you make your next move
0: yes and i am reading this but um life is fucking absurd and enchanting and we should live it with passion and we kiss our hands right now and say with this this
1: ceremony i oh yeah with this kiss i i
0: mean wed wed." Um, and I think I'm just going to fade in this segment has just faded in. I was just talking about the grateful dead documentary, um, which is on Amazon, which I highly recommend. It's called, uh, a long, strange trip. I think it's called anyway. It's great whether you love the grateful dead or hate them. And I know it's, they're very divisive in that way. I think it's, it's required listening for anyone, um, for anyone that lives, but especially people in business. Um, or it, that are creative, of course, because the spirit of this band um, and how they followed their muse and let it become what it wanted it to become was just so is so inspiring to me. Um, and something, Vanessa, you and I talk about a lot. For when we think of Dynasty Typewriter, we think of ourselves as a travel agency. We've used those yeah. words, but like they, I think um, Phil Lesh, um, their um, I believe keyboard player said like we say that we worked in transportation but truly taking people to another place and being reminded of that 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 is ultimately what we want to do is take people on a journey and um yeah uh, it just that as a reminder and it's i just beautiful. gotta say too, it's such a well-produced documentary i really think you like it um anyway um, i feel like also, i've
1: seen it because we've talked about it so much but i'm open to it but I have this small window at night. It's so small.
0: I, I will say though, like it's such a small window. I understand too, and I mean not on the same level of small window, but when you have a little bit of time to watch a thing, you want it to be something that is tried and true yes. or something that has, like, this. It's it's really beautifully produced. Where like instantly you're like, okay, I don't know, like some documentaries. I like them, but they're not necessarily like engaging. This yeah. one just looks beautiful. It's just really well done. Um, but this last episode that I watched is the I think the fifth of six episodes, but it's about their fans, it's about deadheads. And at their concerts, towards the end, they're kind of breaking down how it's like a mandala. Um, and like, okay, over here you have the people that are just Jerry Garcia, like, they, you know, as soon as the stadium or venue opens they would be there because that's they, they need to be as close to him as possible then on the other side you have the bob weir people that want to be there then over here you have a whole section of deaf people literally that hold balloons um, so they can hear the vibration then over here um, you have the literal people that think that jerry garcia is a fucking god and so they're <laughs> having a religious experience and then over here you have the people that um are all recording all of the shows and then here's all the 12-step people like there's a whole like literally section of people at grateful dead shows that in between sets they have a a 12-step aa meeting um and then there's everybody else but when i think about dynasty typewriter and i think about like five years from now or three years from now and our shows like getting bigger and the productions became bigger not necessarily that (laughs) those specific groups um but the idea that like
1: definitely the balloons and the god worshippers,
0: <laughs> yes, um, and a couple of Jerry Garcia heads. <laughs> but just the idea, I, just like how multi layered that is, and like when I think like when I think of the stuff that we're making and want to make, the idea that there are different levels to it is just exciting to me, and that I guess that could be said of anyone, or like there, there's every everyone's so dynamic, but. The idea, I don't know, I was just daydreaming about of us being out in a big field and having thousands of people there for a show that we're producing. And like, it's still a place where you can find your people that I feel like, especially in comedy. And I'm just as I'm talking, Well, and
1: it's a band that's not thinking of themselves as a band in the same way that maybe we are a venue, but we don't think of ourselves as a venue in terms of what is our dream or vision or limit or audience or even like business plan it's not related to any of that it's related to the feeling and the experience and um and that's you know what at its best makes it limitless and at its most complicated makes it hard to figure out what to do next
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) just the idea that you don't have to be one size fits all like i guess the best things are that that and I feel like especially, I don't know, maybe it's in LA It's but like, you know, I don't know especially for, I, I, until watching this, I would pretty much pigeonhole what a Grateful Dead fan is um, but the idea that it can mean so much to so many different people anyway moving past the Grateful Dead <laughs> <laughs> portion of the show <laughs> um, okay, the other big um, epiphany, re-epiphany but kind of epiphany for me and we've talked about it, we might have even talked about it on last week's podcast, but part of our growth this year, you know, as, I don't know, I'll just get straight to it, but it's like, there's this list of things that we need to do as a business that have been falling to the wayside. Um, And I don't need to say what they specifically are, but they're not the most exciting or sexy parts of running our business.
1: It's not the Um, panty ordering.
0: (laughs) Certainly not the (laughs) panty ordering. I'm carving out major blocks for that. (laughs) But We've, we've had people that have helped in some of these um, realms um, that are no longer working with us. Um, and since their departure, they, these things have been as important. But in my head, there's either someone else that's going to come along and do them, or I've deluded myself in certain ways that... Anyway, they're, they're high priority things that I'm just realizing, oh, shit. And this can go for really anything in any of our lives, but like, it's really taking agency. Like if, if I don't do this, no one else will. And of course there's extra layers and pressures. And when you consider, you know, running a business or if there's other people, you know, whose um, lives and um, careers (laughs) um, depend on these things getting done, but, in the in a way that i haven't like we have to step up in our own lives i think that's the the most universal way of putting it but like um i think so many of us can be prone to that of just like okay that'll get done at some point or for me often when it becomes a fire i know how to put put it out
1: yeah
0: which is a good and bad thing um but i've done that for most of my life and and i guess it is part of growing up but like just realizing that and a major point of growth for, for where we're at, um, it's just identifying like, all right, it's time to step up for these things that I don't love doing, but they're critical and no one else is going to do them.
1: Woof. Woof. Not a fun one. And such a part of being an adult. I feel like I have those as a, a parent and an adult and, It is the moment of like, oh, that's me. That's me that does that. Where it's like, I knew it was me, but I thought it would, there's so many, like I'm thinking about parenting right now, but it's like, I just assumed it would be more straightforward. I mean, even things like enrolling kids in school and stuff like that, like everything has always gotten done and I've figured it out ahead of time. But the moment where I realize I have to figure it out is always like a ton of bricks landing on me of like, there's not another layer. There is not a person that's like got Mm. this on their list or in their orbit. There wasn't a person that was going to remind me about this. Like that's, I think something in my head is like, I'm sure the people will reach out and let me know when I need to do the thing. Like no one's going to do that it will i will only find out about something if it is too bad and too late like i have to take agency and figure things out and it's um
0: well i feel like parenting probably helps tremendously because you know when you have your child's life
1: <laughs> yeah
0: hands you, know, you are going to be more proactive and maybe it
1: well helps. but it's just little things of like you know getting that insurance card finding that primary care physician enrolling in the schools or doing the research, like all this little mundane stuff that's totally doable, but realizing like, Oh, like no one reaches out to you to, to ask you what your plan is or to offer you the multiple choice options or it's like that. It's like, you have to do it. Um, and you
0: have to do it. It's, it's-, it's
1: doable. It's always doable. I'm similar in that I can, I know I've always been, hold things together at the end, no matter what. And I also know I have a support system of people that are smart and industrious that like I can ask questions to, um, and this is for business and all the other personal stuff, but it's like to be proactive on a consistent basis so that it is not this like a uh, cramming, panicked band aid thing and instead it's like this is a manageable thing which i know things are manageable
0: it doesn't i mean realizing this patience too but like i know yesterday it was like finally for some of these outstanding business government tax related things of just like i have to get on the phone and press one a thousand times and then i can't talk to anyone but i have to talk to someone just having to push through that is the toughest thing for me. And, and that's not a valid excuse that it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> and so to not revisit it for a month, which is the case. Um, sometimes it's like, no, this is just going to have to be a kind of shitty. Yeah. And you don't and get half.
1: points for effort. Like you don't get paid for that time you put in. I like, think well, I clocked pretty, this yes. much of it. Like, doesn't matter if it's not done. No one cares
0: that I think you just hit the nail on the head because that's where my brain goes. It justifies, well, I put, and I even say that out loud, you know, like, and it, because we do, I mean, I find like, I often want to prove like I promise I'm I'm working and no one's taking that away, but I just like, I feel like it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like this idea that I'm always trying to prove, like, it's like all that matters is what you're getting done. Stop. Especially about that kind of stuff. Like it doesn't matter. It sucks no one wants to hear me say about, about the government sucks. Just get the thing done so that you yeah. can now make a podcast or, and, and do the fun stuff you want. So that's number two. And then my final thing is, um, and I haven't really thought this out very much, but like just really thinking about the distance between us and then like you left LA six months ago now.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. Um,
0: and you know, we've, i don't i don't know even how to, to say it like we, we we're on zoom you know usually f- at least five days a week for several hours we're still connecting um but it's been very i mean it's been a difficult it goes without saying year but even like the creative energy like just i don't know i just kind of put my finger on it in a new way like we've been naming it we know it We're working through it um but just really just
1: Well, and even if I was there, it wouldn't be different, you know? Um, Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I think just in this particularly crunchy time in, in the history of the planet, but in running a business and all the things, it's just like, yeah, like Dynasty, our theater, the baby is closed. It's been closed. You're across the country and this is real and i don't know i I think somehow it just hit me that like you know what we're used to the creative energy Mm -hmm. and i'm so proud of everything we've been able to do this year in spite of it all but like oh like we're not able to it's it is just different
1: it's different yeah
0: and so i guess i guess that's it but just just kind of acknowledging like just acknowledging that in a new way like this has been really tough and it sucks (laughs) i guess that's it just to say it sucks that we're in a pandemic it It does suck that
1: we're in a pandemic i mean i feel the same um and it hits me in waves i'm sure like everyone else where it's just like manageable fine the new normal you know always looking ahead and stuff but um it is like when I get kind of restless here or frustrated, it's like, this is not the life that was built. Like this is a great backup and it's a great, there's so much to be grateful for. It's never, it really has not ever been lost on me. Um, how much I have to be grateful for, but also like this was not the energy or the place or the, setup of the day that got things done in the old olden times that made um there be a clear line between work and play like that's Mm -hmm. a really tricky thing for me um and that even just let there be spaces different spaces to be in different modes and um I don't know the abruptness of it all still hits me as the most mentally tragic of like not being prepared for this. And there's no way to be. But I think that's the part that will be very weird to see how it plays out, the PTSD of that for for us and for kids. I feel so sad for my son who doesn't find it sad. But um, I mean, at this point, but it's like you go, you say goodbye to your friends at school. Like it's a regular day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. No one got to hug goodbye. And now it's been in kid time years but almost a year since any of these kids have seen each other or talked to each other and he's in a different place and I feel so sad when I look at my daughter because um she was like 6 months when this started a little older i guess 7 or 8 months and um almost 18 months old now and she's so different than when anybody saw her last and like i didn't get to share her with anyone, and she didn't get to know people and to be loved by people, and like all these. I mean, she's gotten so much love. I know at home, but it is such a bizarre feeling to look at this person of like, yeah, no one really knows you except for me and John <laughs> and Oliver, and it's like that is so sad. It's it's fine, and it is what it is, but it's also so sad.
0: Yeah, maybe it just will never ever make sense or it will never like this idea of new normal that's just it's kind of a it's just not
1: no um, and it's going to be a blip you know in a few years what it will be like there be no point in even talking about it like that happened because we can't even process what all happened like there's no point in trying to process it um
0: we've, we've just we're in this deep point like we've called it growing pains and like we're just evolving as humans and just in a way that we i think it's just much more intense than we ever have as business partners as as a business but we're also like i've just taken not for granted but um oh and we're doing this all in the context of reacting to a pandemic yeah and being on separate coasts and all these things and my brain has just kind of diluted itself and just thinking like, this is a, like, this is not a, in any way a normal. I'm like, I'm trying to approach it. I think the last few weeks, especially like as if it's business as usual. Right. And it's just not.
1: Business as unusual.
0: That's a good name for a spinoff.
1: Thanks. I would love to go trademark it.
0: Um, Let's talk about what that could be. Business is unusual. What kind of guests?
1: Oh, I think that like anyone in the, in weirder jobs, you know.
0: That's fun. We love everything you're doing at Dynasty. Um, and we'd love to have you as part of our podcast network.
1: Oh, great.
0: I just took on the character of. I know. A small podcast network that's really I to, Dynasty.
1: I had to keep up. Um. <laughs> And I didn't. I didn't keep up.
0: No, usually I'm the one that doesn't keep up.
1: Well, that's business as unusual.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. So, what's going on with you?
1: I mean, yours were really good, and I chimed in a lot, so I don't need a lot. But um, I was telling you this morning, I just have problems with being too rigid. I think, and I don't seem like that to most people, I think I seem pretty, I think, I could be misreading myself, but I think I seem pretty chill and um, yeah, open, so yeah, yeah. Right? like open to things being whatever works best. But in my own head, if I have a plan or if I have something that I'm hoping to protect a bit of time or a deadline, um, it is really difficult, even with all the logic I can use cuz I do have a good logic brain that can tell myself the reality of this is fine this can happen at this time it is hard for me to actually release the anxiety um and I felt that with work in the last couple of weeks of just like deadlines that we've given ourselves that are fairly arbitrary but also based in a good plan or you know like a timeline that the rest of the world understands like with holiday gifts and stuff oh is that better yeah, did I lose much?
0: No, I think just if um you the if the volume if he just knows the volume shift, um it was a microphone issue and that's it fine. It was a
1: hotkey. key, a uh, mm-hmm. hot but yeah, like we've had some deadline stuff um that has been shifting at the theater, which is ultimately totally fine, but I have a hard time convincing my anxiety that it's fine, even when I know it's fine and everyone's on the same page, I think about it in loops and then the same thing with if I have set up little um routines and they need changing I have a a hard time dealing with it and I don't love that and I've tried to really um I think like so many people you can see the people in your life or your family that you know that's a, a really weak spot for them that they haven't addressed that's gone unchecked and it's like I don't want that to be me I don't want to get more rigid as I age and I don't want to get more anxiety eaten and like I don't want this to calcify into my person. Calcify? Sorry. That's
0: a good one. I've never heard Um, you say that. But You usually say dumb words.
1: I do say dumb words. I don't want this to, you know, fart me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it when you say it though.
1: Uh, But I don't, I don't, like, there's not a real epiphany in it other than I'm, I hope by talking about it, I will be able to loosen it up more and more when it's happening. And there's something, there's a core of it that I should honor, which is like healthier boundaries and better, um, better at saying no to people about things that I don't want to change. Like, there can be a lot of things that I can let go of, and I think it's okay to hold fast to some things and not be chill, but I'd, I have not yet found out how to pick those two things clearly, especially with people that I have any fear of communication around, and um, doesn't mean I'm afraid of them. It just means that like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings, or I don't want to make this awkward, or, like all those things. So that's what I'm currently mentally dealing with, is those little hiccups that, my brain latches onto and then just like dances around at a very fast pace while on the outside. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, I don't know what to do with it. And my other well, epiphany. Before you go back, oh yeah.
0: Well, we talked about earlier, but I think obviously, just being able to identify these things, whether if we're feeling we're too rigid or whatever it is, is um, the only way to um get to work on it yeah and just see but i think when we're talking about rigidity with especially the work stuff it's like remembering i hope we didn't talk about it last week and i'm repeating myself but um remembering like you know because that's been a big thing for us as we're growing as a company is um this idea of process and um project management and what has felt like a lack thereof but we woke up like it's like We have, when it comes to booking a live show from front to end, from the moment um, talent has been connected with to the moment that show happens on stage, there was a beautiful flow to it and everyone knew their role. And then when we got into live streaming and doing um, these um, online classes, same deal, it took a little bit of time, but it happened. And so I think in the last couple of weeks, as we've been more product focused, um, remembering and so we're hard on ourselves and it got part of the crunch and this this deadline is like just remembering this is like one of our first products. Yeah. And so that same flow has to develop. And so that rigidity that we feel and like wanting to stick with deadlines and like, it's like, and it's hard, especially when like the deadline is like, Oh, the holidays.
1: It's not totally arbitrary. Right. It's
0: Not arbitrary. Like black Friday is on this Specific Friday, so... It
1: wasn't for us. I'll tell you what. We just scooched it on over. But it's all... It's all fine. And it is... Like, acknowledging it, I think that yoga is helping even just to, like... If nothing else, I know what I'm obsessing about while I'm doing it.
0: Well, and what day are you on?
1: I don't know. 50-something.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Um, And I'm also down on myself I don't know it's like it's it's human life
0: it's human flarping life
1: it's human flarping life I would be proud of me if I was my friend I'd be proud of me and as I'm doing it I'm like I did it another day and then I think of all the other things so that's just my human life but here's my good epiphany this is that dungeons and dragons is fun (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: What, what, what was your kind of relationship? Oh. Before.
1: Uh, no relationship. Some jokes of friends that I know like Dungeons and Dragons and just sort of making fun of them, of the sort of like. I mean, making fun of them, but honest in the way of making fun of You're the. Both of it. Like, obviously, I don't think anyone that plays Dungeons and Dragons is actually a nerd, but like. The trope of them being a nerd would be. Is,
0: I way. mean, I don't want to bring it back to Grateful Dead, but it is very similar. Like, there's yeah. a very specific.
1: You imagine uh, the crew, you imagine the vibe. It's very a kind of person, of a kind of thing. But I have some friends, a lot of people I know as adults that loved it as younger people. And if you. Um, guys that i know that have never stopped playing it and that like have their groups that you know if you saw them on the street you'd have no idea (laughs) you'd have no idea (laughs) but my two of my closest friends and um your friends too and they are also oliver's godparents were like we think he's old enough and derek the um guy of the two of them um, has been playing. He's like, I'm like, I don't know. They, well, they have, their names are Derek and Jamie. And Jamie is a girl, Jamie. That's why I got weird a second ago. Mm-hmm. But Derek, longtime player. He also does some like auxiliary art for like different Dungeons and Dragons things and projects. And he's just kind of in that world. He's an artist. um, And so we've been talking about like, when would he be into this? And we started it on zoom two weeks ago and like I had to prep Oliver. We had a meeting just with the grownups first to kind of like prep us on what the rules are. Cause I'd never played. I don't think John had really played either, but he'd done some other like role-playing things that kind of, he understood how this game would work a little more. And they, he's made it sort of more simple for us where it's like, we don't have to have a ton of knowledge. He's the dungeon master we kind of assigned our characters that we did a few things to sort of embellish them. Um, And then he's making a little more choose your own adventure rather than if you were really in this, you would know your options and things like that. But Oliver has these books he's gotten and he's like, so into it because we've been reading big fantasy books and stuff. And he's a little kid. He has a big imagination. He's clever about this kind of thing. And um,
0: little kid. Big imagination.
1: That's another podcast for, from the people I that love what you. You're doing you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, Dynasty's not in the mood to expand. We're keeping everything in house. Get out of here. Are
0: you sure we can give you a lot of extra promotion? You're a
1: leech. Kick. I oh. kept up that time. Me too. Um, but it's so fun. It's storytelling. It's playing pretend. We. I don't know. I, I just. I find it delightful and I think it's sad that any of this ever gets a stigma because it's like, you know what it's doing? It's training people to be writers and creators and to think about options and um outcomes. And it's like it's a really. I options just see- and outcomes. Options and Outcomes is a really fun board game we should make right after we do Tactics. Options and Outcomes, the only game where you take one O to get to the next O. It's a series of O's. Um, Yeah, I guess the only epiphany is it's so fun and I'm excited to play more and to watch the world grow and it's really fun it's the same thing that you and I tap into all the time, which is our love for play and our love for world building. And then once you build the world, you know, you can tap back in and you know what the character, like it's is just another a, playground. It's so cool.
0: Is there a comedy, a comedy club in, in that realm?
1: I'm sure there could be.
0: Now that would be a lot of fun.
1: I, okay. Are we going to do it? Are you going to do a bit?
0: Yeah. Uh, hi, we're here to, to pitch, um, um, we do have an idea that we think that your company is going to like. It's uh, it's kind of a imagine okay, Dungeons and Dragons very popular again. Um, Stranger what if a comedy things. club? Yes, Stranger Things, um, which was a huge show. Um, and so, what if there's a comedy club in the world of Dungeons and Dragons? People and we do to, that. People, what do you mean? Get out. No, please just hear me out. And and um, so how'd you I get this meeting?
1: Comments. It's still COVID. Get out.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing a mask. Uh, well,
1: I don't have a good button to put on my epiphany. Other than I encourage people to play and to find <laughs> ways to play and to not close doors on anything because you're judging it and to also don't underestimate anyone. I have been so impressed with Oliver in this game of his retention is better than ours, his attention to detail, and his um like very agile thinking of of unexpected stuff. It's I think it's just such a, a delightful way to um play and it's so silly and dumb that it's really cool but then I I was learning more about it because I was like I think I love this and all the literature that exists and like these monsters and characters that everyone knows about because of different um things that have been written and like it's so established in such a big world of make believe and it's like they have created this massive world of make believe with archetypes and um you know rules and armor and all these things that like everyone knows about that plays these games. It's just, it feels like such a fun way for a group imagination to be tapped into. It's so inspiring.
0: Is this the exact thing we've been looking for? Yep. I mean, so this, maybe this podcast becomes, the, so Vanessa and I, Vanessa, hi. Um, mm-hmm. We want to build worlds yep. I mean, incredible skyscrapers and whatever this episode is, um, I think it just became the genesis. We've thought about doing, I mean, so we, so Dynasty Typewriter is a venue that's existed for three years now. Um, and behind it, there's been little flourishes of our bigger vision. But when we think of Dynasty Typewriter, the two of us, and, and now some of our colleagues understand too, there's a much richer, world of history and even in the the first 10 episodes every single top of every episode we include this <laughs> little allusion to this bunker where we have all the secrets of the universe um but we have this rich lore of the dynasty family that goes back hundreds and thousands of years and i'm just i think we're denoting right now that maybe all of our energy should be shifting to developing the role-playing game
1: absolutely dungeons and dynasties <laughs> Dragons and Dynasty. Either
0: way, <laughs> it's got the D, D and D and D.
1: Oh yeah, maybe we can just make an offshoot, but um.
0: And driver, drive-ins, di- d- diners, and drives. <laughs> oh, um, we
1: can finally do that co-branding yeah. opportunity.
0: By the way, you know how um, what Guy Fieri is doing yeah. right now? Yeah. Talking about small more businesses. than our
1: government is.
0: Guy Fieri, small business fucking uh,
1: relief fund just helping out those restaurant workers. I mean, so cool. God bless him. God bless him. We make fun. Everyone loves to make fun of Guy Fieri. He's that's sort of my relationship to Dungeons and Dragons too. Do I have anything against Guy Fieri? No, but I'll make a joke. That's sort of the trope of what Guy Fieri is. Like we know how to play with that idea of a person. (laughs) That's the same way that Dungeons and Dragons has felt like we know what that implies. And then every once in a while you're gonna get surprised and find out you know what that's where the heart and the adventure and the spirit of of creativity was thriving the whole time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lift the rocks and crawl under them, people, because the lizard people are the salt (laughs) of the earth.
0: (laughs) You know what? Okay, maybe this is a good transition point. Well, maybe not. But um, I don't judge yourself. Okay, you're right. Earlier this week, I sent you a song.
1: Love I believe that the band
0: is called Salt. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe we just we end this episode. We play. I don't know what fucking is legal and and but I don't. I think this podcast is enough either. under the radar that it's not going to come back to bite us.
1: But if it did, play- it would be a boon. If we got in trouble, I think we would feel excited to be seen.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we'll 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 finish this episode playing a, a couple minutes of a track by a band called Salt. I don't know if you'd call them a band. I've heard them describe as a collective. I believe they're from London. Um, but it's just like this song. And that was another epiphany, or Epiphany that from last week. That let's just say it every week. Music is great. Yeah. Music is great. <laughs> but this particular song, um, it's like dancing. It's super great. But, but so much more, and then the drums take another anyway. Um Oh, music it's is great. a
1: it's a journey. That song is a journey, a journey all over places. Um yeah, let's it's just fun. Oh, I think that was the core of the Dungeon and Dragons thing that I didn't touch on. It's like I know that I get to play that game every week now. Mm-hmm. And I am excited knowing that. It's the same way of like, oh yeah, that's another thing in the toolkit. That's another place for my brain to go. Like, build times for yourself to play, whatever your playground mm-hmm. is. Build those times where it's like, Yeah, when I get in the car I listen to music or in the morning I'm gonna listen to this or do that. Like what are the things that unleash you a little and make them more regular because it's valuable. It's valuable to be playful and silly and it's valuable to feel good when you hear music.
0: <laughs> it's so valuable. Um, speaking more of valuable value, than gold. Holy shit. That's like the most valuable <laughs> thing. Uh, well, this does lead us to, I guess it's going to be our final segment for today. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's what we do. We do every week. Is um, and then there's I played this thing, um, which is still not the official intro. But um, where is it?
1: No it- more caveats from Jamie Flan.
0: Weekly product. It's a weekly product. Insert the thing here for the weekly product. The product. Whatever we call Whatever. it. So today's uh, weekly product because we are a business and this is a business podcast for business people. And
1: we're Um, busting with products.
0: um, This product is one that gives anyone the ability to get any of our products. Whoa. Um,
1: That's the skeleton key of products.
0: That's a great way of putting it. Someone's in Dungeons and Dragons
1: mode.
0: (laughs) Where every key is a skeleton key.
1: This product is going to cast a level 5 charm spell on you.
0: And it is the Dynasty gift card. Um, That's right. It's the holiday season and uh, people are buying up gifts. Amazon gift cards, a huge seller. And so Dynasty uh, has its own. Last year, one of our biggest holiday sellers. Um, And so the first question with any product we are sharing on this podcast, what is the is the
1: pain point your product is addressing?
0: Uh, So I would say our pain point is you want to get a great creative gift for your friend. Mm -hmm. You think Dynasty is the perfect place, but you're just overwhelmed by all the options that are available. Do you get the sweatshirt with the Enchantiversity logo that you love so much? Do you get uh, the buy your own marquee? Do you get a sunshine session? Do you get uh, what else? We we get it.
1: There's lots of options.
0: The calendar.
1: Oh, yeah, you do get the calendar. But in addition to the calendar, you give them the gift card. Why? Why not? It gives them access to all these offerings. They get to choose their own sizes if what they want is a physical sized offering. They get to choose their viewing pleasure. They get to do it at their own time, at their own convenience. And I don't know if you're like me. I'm a very cheap person. And when I have a gift card, I feel rich and also like I'm allowed to be selfish like this is my gift card nobody's tracking this i'm going to spend it on something that delights me i think that that feeling itself is worth upwards of $3000 wow. and you can get a gift card in any Denomination. nomination of money
0: it's ex- worth exactly what you how pay for how much
1: you pay for it which is also a great thing in today's market come on
0: to- what more uh um what's the word i'm looking for um fable no um it's a very basic word i think the lack of sleep is hitting me now (laughs) where's my coffee (laughs) Um,
1: love coffee jokes
0: trust i guess (laughs) but when you want to trust and that you're getting the exact value a gift card is the way to go
1: that's true and you can't be sure what if you were going to buy a t-shirt I have bad news for you gift buyers. That t-shirt could plummet in value the next day. Plummet. If it does, on if the t-shirt, if there's a big t-shirt crash, our website's gonna reflect that. And the gift card will still be worth the same amount of US dollars. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's
1: how I sell you this pen.
0: Um go if you wanna get go to our website and Right now, I guess I'm just going to lay the uh, lay out the red carpet for we have created a, um, a jingle. So and right that now, jingle um, is going
1: to dance down this red carpet, honey. So I hope you're ready to watch a jingle move.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the Dynasty gift card jingle. Hit it. <laughs> Song plays. Bop, 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 bop. I got to pee so bad.
1: Give the gift of dynasty to your friends and family. Give the gift of dynasty.
0: Give the gift of dynasty to your friends and family. Fucking do it. Merch, classes and shows. I'll go where a gift card goes. I'll fall to the end
1: of the earth. This gift card's worth just what's worth. This gift card doesn't play games. And neither do I. Not what holiday, holiday, giving's holiday giving is concerned.
0: It's, it's worth what it's worth. Worth, worth, worth. Well, there you have it. The jingle for the Dynasty gift card. Uh, we've been in production on that for the last six months and we're just so thrilled at how it's uh, taking shape. Now, that brings us into the final segment of today's episode of Incredible Skyscrapers, the Wowtru, Wow truck where we kind of Wrap things up, and in the case of uh, this wild show we're going to tell you about some of the great things that are coming up at Dynasty Typewriter.
1: Oh yeah, well it's December of 2020, the last year uh, or the last month of this crazy year, and we are gift wrapping a delightful amount of entertainment for you. We now offer all of Lauren Lapkus and Paul F. Tompkins' amazing two-person improv shows that they've been doing every month. We're offering them on demand. We have all the shows they've done on our website. We have dynasty on demand and you can go in our video vault and check them out. So that's one thing that you can enjoy whenever you want.
0: And what else uh, do we have as far as um, on demand content that people can watch?
1: That's a great question. I'm really glad you asked. Justin Sayre wrote these amazing original plays. They're super campy. The They were um, so fun to produce. We've got costumes, voices, backgrounds. It's very, very silly. All done in Zoom, but put together like plays. Over the top with some of our very favorite performers. Their whole season of original shows is available on demand at this point, which is delightful. We also have Enchant Diversity on demand, we have the amazing classes that we were so honored to get to offer um, are now available to watch whenever you want and learn whenever you want. So that includes classes from Reggie Watts, Cameron Esposito, Brent Forrester, and Dave Holmes. That's um, We cover writing and stand-up and improv um, and pitching. So that's a great gift or a really a great thing to do if you end up with some time off over this strange month that feels like a holiday but probably a lot of us are staying where we are so let's fill it with good stuff we also have live shows coming up that we're really excited about
0: this week on friday we have brighter which is a show that we we did a halloween show with them and it's some of our favorite comedy people and they're doing a holiday version of the show vanessa who's who's involved in that
1: we got Donna Furman and Seth Morris as our bonkers hosts. Um, their characters are bonkers, not them as real people. They're actually very grounded and wonderful, but on their lineup this week, we are so lucky to have Mike Furman and Jessica Chafin, Gilly Neeson and Adam Pally too. There's going to be more than that, but that should be enough to uh, be enticing your minds and getting you ready. So that's Friday and they put on such a great show. Everybody is so talented. And then next week, We have Vintage Basement, um, which is another variety show. This one, we've got Max and Nikki Weinbach giving these old school vibes. They Mm, sing, mm -hmm, they mm. croon, they cohabitate because they're twins and they're quarantining together. So it's really exciting to get to watch people in the same space performing together. So they Mm. host this show and they really make you feel like you're in a different era. They're just very dapper. And then they have an amazing lineup that includes Sydney, Washington, Sean Patton, Joe para and more. So enjoy the twins. Enjoy the lineup. Um, That is coming right up on Tuesday, the 15th and you can get your tickets on dynasty typewriter. Then we are going to have another show with Cameron Esposito More info on that forthcoming. We've got a show with our very favorite magician, Taylor Hughes, coming up on Sunday the 20th. You can watch it with the whole family. He's going to do magic. It's going to feel holiday. It's going to be wonderful and happy and just what we need. And then on the 21st, we have another recurring show with one of our other favorite human beings, Joel Kim Booster, Dynasty Mm. Confidential. This show is very fun because Joel... Is a master at getting people to tell secrets, and basically the concept of the show is he has a lineup of people come on comedians, and instead instead of doing their sets, they tell a secret they've never told anyone, Ooh. and we've heard insane things that range from <laughs> vehicular homicide <laughs> to, <laughs> to- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean that's not funny, um, but it's not untrue to petty shoplifting or just like, um, always
0: crime related.
1: I can't go further than that first one, but also delightful little secrets too, that aren't scary or, you know, damning. (laughs) Um, (laughs) anyway, tune in to see what happens this time. Joel is such a good host. It's so fun. And this week, uh, this month's lineup is crazy. We have Irene 2 and Matt Rogers, Langston Kerman, Joe Firestone, and Patty Harrison. We love all of them, and I mm-hmm. really can't wait to see what their unhinged secrets are. Which one of, <laughs> <laughs> of you is driving. the murderer? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That really is good um, marketing. <laughs> I feel like we haven't exploited.
1: Yeah, that's so many fun things we have to look forward in, in December. I think that like anyone, we can be hard on ourselves, and then we look at what we actually have on our plates and the amazing people we're working with. And I feel like I'm just grinning, and I feel lucky, and I can't wait for all this stuff.
0: Well, there you have it. Our tenth episode um, is exactly what it is. Uh, you know, you're, sometimes we're in a
1: shame spiral, and
0: <laughs> sometimes you, you have you a week like last week. The feedback last week was we could feel the passion and the energy, and you, I think you're really starting to figure it out this week i feel like um
1: who scooted their butt across the rug
0: because <laughs> someone definitely scooted their damn ass across that rug and uh i think it was us it's fine it's fine everything is fine merry christmas merry
1: christmas
0: uh Yeah, you can find all the stuff you need for the Enchantiverse on DynastyTypeRare.com. I'm turning this off, and we're going to hit into that song we mentioned earlier. It's called Strong by Salt.